Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Power Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. The ancient discipline of Vedic astrology provides a logical narrative that can reveal the bigger picture and help followers make sense of their path in life. Dr. Katie Jane is here today to shed some light on how we can move forward, make better choices, and have a clearer connection with our life path through Vedic astrology. Are you ready to meet her? Named one of the top 75 yogis who are shifting the planet by Origin Magazine, Dr. Katie Jane is a Sanskrit and Vedic scholar and skilled Vedic astrologer who traveled India interviewing saints and yogis for her doctoral research. She gives trainings in Sanskrit, the Vedas, and classical yoga to help yoga practitioners access the wisdom teachings at the core of their practice. Katie also coaches seekers at crucial transitions to develop successful life strategies with the guiding light of Jyotisha. She divides her time between the United States and India, where she leads spiritual retreats to the Holy Himalayas. And you can find out more about Katie and her work at drkatiejane.com. Katie, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, I'm so delighted to be here and talk about my favorite subject. Oh, why is this? Why is this your favorite subject? It's a. Uh, it sounds like this is something that changed your life. Why is this your favorite subject? Uh, it's my favorite subject because it answers such important questions that all of us have, which is who am I and why am I here? And it it answers those questions with such profound accuracy that even though I've been immersed in this for 20 years plus years, um, it still fascinates me. What is Vedic astrology? How is it different than what I'm used to? Yeah, that is such a that is such a common question. Almost everybody asks me that. They usually ask, how does it differ from regular astrology? <laughs> and and Really, the word astrology, I think, is problematic. I mean, there is no other translation that we have in English for this system of knowledge that comes from the Vedic tradition of India, which is called Jyotisha in Sanskrit. And Jyotisha means to awaken or to enlighten. And it's it's not something so dramatic as that sounds. It's more like what Viktor Frankl is quoted as saying, the light of a match once lit that changes the darkness forever. That's, I think, a beautiful way of understanding what Jyotisha is. And 
you know, more formally, we could say that it's a system of self-knowledge to answer those questions, who am I and why am I here, in reference to something that we don't usually um, look to answer those questions, namely very, very distant stars and planets. So the astrology part, how this, how this translates into astrology is it translates the pattern of stars and planets that were arrayed above you according to a calculated zodiac that translates into your life script. And I mean, this is mind blowing. I mean, how, how do we make that correlation? And, and the only explanation is that the Vedic people possessed what we could call more of a quantum worldview, that the part contains the whole. So there is no fundamental separation between you and very, very, very distant planets and stars in that particular paradigm. So, so that's a little bit about what is Jyotisha. It's a way of seeing yourself in reference to something much bigger that's very healing. And, and when you see that, it shifts your perspective. And this is also the quantum part of it. It changes the way that you observe. And the observer in the process of observing shifts that which is observed. And that you know, and especially if, if what you're observing is your highest self, what you experience is the, the result of that. So that's Jyotisha in a, in a kind of nutshell. It's like putting a drop of the ocean in a thimble. Um, but how it differs from what you would call Western astrology or tropical astrology, that's a really, really big subject. And usually people regret the moment they ask the <laughs> question because it's a, it gets into astronomy and it's really complicated. But essentially, it boils down to two different ways of seeing somebody. The Western tropical system looks at the individual from the perspective of the sun. It's, it's called sun sign astrology, like you're a Libra, or Scorpio, or whatever. And the Vedic tradition looks at you in reference to something beyond our sun, to 27 fixed star constellations that translate into 27 personality archetypes. It goes a little bit deeper than what the sun indicates, which is the individual self. The stars teach us about how you're connected to the whole, the path that you've walked your whole, all your lifetimes, that's all recorded in your natal chart, where you're going from this life, the timing of, of the happenings or the karma in your life is also revealed um, through this lens. So that's that's it in a little nutshell without getting too complicated, hopefully. It, no, it's it's fascinating. And here's a question that always comes up when I'm looking at systems, um, at, at like ways that we categorize things. Because of course, as humans, we take our connection with the farthest reaches of space and our unknowable divine nature. And then we try to bring it down to the smallest, tightest, strangest, smallest thing like should i eat that banana or not 
right? right? And that's just human nature, right? We try to make everything super tiny. So here's yes. something that comes up whenever I hear about systems like this. If you and I were born at exactly the same moment in exactly the same location on exactly the same day at exactly the mm. same time, in exactly the same year, we wouldn't have identical lives though, would we? So, so what's this, what's the spark of mm, unknown in this? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That is, that is just such an interesting question. And people tend to ask this question also. It's a really common question. You know, if you're born in the same hospital at the same time, the same place, at the same time, um, how come you don't have the same life according to this system? And there's many ways to answer it. Um, and, and the way that I like to explain it is I have a confession. Um, one of my indulgences is when I get my hair done, I like to read People magazine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do. And in the beginning of the magazine, they always have this section called Who Wore It Best? It's the same dress, but it's worn by two two different people, but they're equally as glamorous. You know, it's like Kate Hudson and, you know, Kate Middleton or something. They're both beautiful, glamorous, but one gets 80% and one gets 20%. Why? What's that factor? And it's the same thing in the chart. It's, there is something um, that nature shows us. And that is that, yes, there is unity. Yes, we can, we can categorize nature, you know, like, like that scene in Harold and Maude, if you ever saw it, when Maude says to Harold, and they're in this field of daisies, and she said, I, I feel so bad that people are this, and she shows the individual, but let themselves be treated like that, like the whole uh, sea of daisies, or, or and, and then she says, but there's all kinds of micro differences. Mm -hmm. And all of us possess micro, micro differences. And actually, we can calculate that in Vedic astrology um, down to the microsecond that distinguishes you from that person that's born in the hospital at the same time. You weren't born at exactly the same moment. There was a microsecond difference. And that indicates the variety. There's a beautiful expression in Vedic philosophy that describes that. And it's truth is one, the sages call it by many different names. Mm. Unity and diversity is, is the principle that guides this knowledge. So, so, and that's intangible. So how do we account for that, you asked, as, as um, intuitives? And, and that is where the intuitive part comes in. Within, within a, a birth, there, there aren't just a few possibilities. There's a huge range of possibilities. And it really depends on our own soul imprint, what we'll gravitate to within that range, what we'll activate within that range of possibilities. And... Does that bring the idea of our choice into yes. this? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's the, the other thing about astrology is people tend to think of it as taking away their free will. 
that I'm, I'm just confined to this or Mercury's retrograde. So my life is screwed up today. <laughs> or, you know, people <laughs> Mercury's talk- always retrograde. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but. Okay. Oh, it's well, you know, this, this is spiritual bypassing in my opinion, <laughs> because really what, what this, what the system requires of us and actually what our life requires of us is conscious co-participation with our life's plan. And this is what I love about Vedic astrology is it helps you to see, ah, it actually helps to validate what you already know because you experience your life's patterns repeating over and over again. It's just that you look at them in a particular way. That's, that's where your free will lies. You have a range of possibilities, but your free will lies in how you will perceive those possibilities. And that's where that quantum um, observer effect comes in. That just simply by looking at your, your life in a different way, in the process of observing, you shift the outcome. And you said that the thing about Jyotisha is that it, it lets us see the places where our self-perception is off or is skewed. Can you speak into that? Because what it sounds like you're talking about is a tool that instead of narrowing things down, opens everything up. Yes. Yes. It's so interesting. Like, for example, um, every one of the stars, there are 27 star signs, lunar signs in the Vedic tradition that correspond with 27 personalities. And each one has a core power. And that translates to a power that you possess that will never, ever, ever fail you. It can never fail you. Mm. You just have to see. You just have to observe that it never fails you. But what I found, and this is so interesting, is that tends to be the one thing that people almost always doubt in themselves, in themselves. Like, for example, my sister, she's probably listening. She has this star constellation that means, again, the light, Punarvasu in Sanskrit. That's her rising star. And it gives her this power to always regain that which is lost. And yet her biggest fear is that she's always going to lose and it's never going to come back again. Mm -hmm. She makes herself crazy with this, but yet... If she observes, this power never, ever, ever fails her. She's always whole. She's like Jerry Seinfeld in that episode, Even Steven. He's always whole. <laughs> so she's always whole, but she doesn't see it. It's, it's the, it, 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 it is the same with so many of my clients. But when they see it and they become aware of it and they say, oh, yeah, you know what? I am always whole. I, you know, it, it looks like I've lost, but it comes back. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Dr. Katie Jane. She's not only a skilled Vedic astrologer, she's also the author of the very good book, Awakening with Sanskrit Introduction to the Sacred Language of Yoga. You can find out more about Katie and her work at drkatiejane.com. That's D R K A T Y. J-A-N-E dot com, Dr. Katie Jane dot 
www.vedicastrology.com. There's also a free Vedic Astrology Masterclass available for you on that site. So go ahead and check that out. Um, so Katie, you were talking about that idea that we all of us have a superpower, and yet it's the thing that we doubt. You share the story of having a Vedic astrologer tell you once that you would never be happy in <laughs> any career that you chose. And it makes me think as someone who reads and as someone who um as someone who reads for other people and as someone who interprets and someone who studies what responsibility do readers have but also what responsibility then do we have as the ones who are receiving the reading mm, yeah that's such a big um example yes i i had my very first vedic astrology reading the astrologer told me many wonderful things, but he told me this one thing that I would always struggle with. And, and it, but it taught me something. It taught me that these readings, and maybe you encounter this in your work, but these readings open us to a very deep part of our psychology. They're not an ordinary conversation. They're a, a uh, a part of us that is pre-conscious listens very deeply because you're being reflected um, in a way that you're usually not. So you become very open in those situations. And, and, and I feel like it works a bit like auto-suggestion. So what, what the astrologer did was he pointed out something that is true about me and i knew it was true but he presented it in a way that made me feel hopeless and made me participate with that karma in a way that was unproductive but it also taught me that well what if i turned that around that same interpretate that same karma and interpreted it completely differently looked at it like, well, I'll always shift what I do and, and it will make my work like an adventure. You know, it's the same thing. It's just looked at differently, which produces a completely different result. So what is the responsibility of the, the intuitive, the healer in that um, particular case? I think it's pretty big. I think that we have to be very conscious of of how we interpret people's lives like that because they will take it in and we have a habit in our mind of clinging on to the negative anyway that's why we come to people like you and me yeah. because we want a different way of seeing so um i think that this knowledge this this tradition of seeing jyotisha is both powerful medicine and it can also be poison. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes if you, if you look up your star constellation using Google, oh my God, what's written out there is just so horrific. And people think, oh my God, is this me? And it may be, it may, it may be their shadow side, but that's not productive. Right. So. That, I think about these kinds of things with the idea that there's always more. Mm -hmm. that nothing anyone can say, no category any puts on, anyone puts on me, no pronouncement a reader makes. That's yes, maybe a right. starting point, but there's always more, right? That can yes. always be expanded. You can always go deeper. You can always feel into it. You can always discern it, look at it from every angle. Mm -hmm. 
in this time that we're in, Katie, where things are so polarized, it's been set, 2020 was so difficult. 2021's shaping up to be a big ball of fun too, from, from wherever, <laughs> from where I sit. How can we use the, uh, that understanding, that openness, that broader perspective to get through these times that we're in right now? How can listeners use what they're learning here to help them get through? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, getting through is so personal, isn't it? We, we have to rely on our, our own tools of resilience, I think, especially during the first part of 2021. I, I know it's going to get better after April, personally, I think so. But we have to, we have to rely on resilience and, and, and know that everything is good for something. And maybe I sound very Pollyanna-ish about that, but that's what's helping me get through. Everything is good for something. Even solitary confinement can be good for something. I mean, there's, mm. there's, there's some way that we can grow and use this time productively. Um, I was in India. I live in India most of the time. And I was in India when, when the pandemic began. And we were under a very, very strict lockdown. I mean, three months of not being able to leave the house. And it really freaked me out because I wasn't in my home. I was in my mother-in-law's home. And um, anyway, that's a whole other story, but, um, but it was really a challenge and I was really freaking out and I was losing it. And, um, and then I, I heard a, a talk on, on social media by a teacher in India who I really respect. His name is Dada Shri. And he came on and he said, you will never get a time like this again. You will never get a chance like this. Don't miss it. And I thought, oh, what? I don't ever want a chance like this again. That was my first response. But then I thought, okay, what, what, what is this for? And, and then I started getting really serious about making sure I meditated every day and did my yoga and really took care of my mental health and used the time to get, you know, centered and clear because there never will be a time like this again. So that's what I feel about it. I, I had never, I didn't think of it like that. Mm -hmm. I thought of it like, oh no, yeah. Here comes this thing. And how will I get through what you just said? Kind of shifted just right here, just shifted my perspective on this. Mm. We will never get a chance like this again. We, we, we live forward right through the present moment. And so maybe how we position ourselves, how we use our superpowers yes. um, kind of changes the nature of our, of our path. You said something about spiritual bypass before. And, and I wonder if you can speak into that because when we are mm, in solitary confinement or when we're feeling attacked or when we're confused or we're scared, I, I feel like just what I know from my work, the spiritual bypassing just comes out like crazy. So what do you oh. mean when you say that? Yeah. Well, what I'm, I mean it in, in, in the context of astrology and how astrology is often used as spiritual bypassing. 
like all my problems are because of Saturn or I'm going through Saturn <laughs> return or Mercury retrograde or whatever. And, and there may be some way that we can make that correlation, but it, it, it shifts the responsibility. It's like everything's happening to me because of this planet rather than, okay, I've got this influence in my life and it's showing up in this way. That's, that's a problem for me. How can I co-participate with this in a way that it, it ceases to be a problem, meaning making me a victim? So that's, that's how I understand spiritual bypassing as a problem in astrology. And to me, it's all over astrology. Yeah. It's everywhere. And it's also why some, some skeptical people have a problem with astrology and understandably so. It's used in this way that's, that's, like I said, counterproductive. For listeners who want to get a, a deeper understanding, how, how would someone start with this? Um, well, I have, like you mentioned, I have a, a, an immersion, a free immersion on the basics of Vedic astrology that you can access on my website. And even every day, if you'd like to connect with me on Instagram, I have a moon horoscope, which describes where the moon is transiting every day and my comments on it. And that's at Rising Star Astrology on Instagram. Ooh. So I'm just writing that down for my own personal use. So, <laughs> so Rising Star Astrology on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so in these, then it, it's making me feel like in these 27 archetypes, there's also room for the movement of the moon. There's oh, room yeah. for the ebb and flow of as we grow and as we mature and as we learn more about ourselves. So it feels to me like this is a living system, not something that locks you in. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. It's a living system. And I mean, I've just described the just tip of the iceberg. It's a huge um, universe of knowledge. It's, and and even, even the tip of the iceberg is fascinating because it opens a way of looking at yourself and in relation to the universe that we never really think about. Why don't we think about it? <laughs> that I mean, why don't we though? Why do we know what our superpowers are, but that's the thing we're the most afraid of? Why do we make everything tiny when we could have a galaxy? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just part of how we're projected upon from the moment we're born. Oh, it's a girl, it's a boy. Let's call her Karen and all of the qualities that Karen's supposed to uh manifest and all the abilities she's supposed to exhibit and when she doesn't she's a big failure mm. i mean that's that's the conditioning and and i think this is why jyotisha was given as a gift to humanity in in india traditionally when a child is born their horoscope is cast and it's i think uh, an owner's manual for the parents <laughs> to understand, okay, what, what aptitude does this child have? What, what um, 
obstacles may they face and how can we help them through? And I mean, it becomes a real tool for understanding those who you're related to as well. Well, I know we're coming down to the end of our time together and I want to give you a chance to just do the part where you say where they can, where people can find you and what classes you're offering and where you, and all the, say all of those things, please. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So if you, if you really want to learn Vedic astrology, I have a, a membership called the rising star collective and every month you'll get a new lesson. So you can find out about that through my website, drkatyjane.com. D-R-K-A-T-Y-J-A-N-E.com. And I have other courses there too. You can check out on Sanskrit and, and um, other topics related to Vedic astrology. Wonderful. And that free masterclass is there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Katie, thank you for being on the program. It's great uh, fun to talk to you. It really was. It was awesome. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. That is Dr. Katie Jane. She is the author of Awakening with Sanskrit, Introduction to the Sacred Language of Yoga, and she's a skilled Vedic astrologer. You can find all the good stuff we talked about at drkatyjane.com. That's D-R-K-A-T-Y-J-A-N-E.com. You can also check her out at Rising Star Astrology on Instagram. There's a free uh, Vedic Astrology Masterclass for you at drkatyjane.com, and she offers other classes and memberships as well. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out what's coming up on this radio show. Check out the new classes I'm offering, and you can even book a private session with me if you are so inclined. When things get narrow, when things get dark, when things get tight or strange, sometimes it helps to open up to bring more light onto your path. I feel like what I do in my intuitive work is that I take my giant flashlight and with you holding my hand, we go together and we shine that in the corners where maybe you can't see as clearly. So if you're interested in a little bit of intuitive guidance, if you'd like to hold the light with me, that's all at karenhager.com. Com. Don't forget to subscribe to Out of the Fog wherever you get your podcasts. And please do follow me on Facebook and Instagram. One of my New Year's resolutions is not to be so lousy at social media. So um, help me with that if you can. I'm Fog City Psychic on Facebook and Instagram. And I've also started to post these podcasts on YouTube as well. So if you search for Karen Hager on YouTube, my smiling face, me with makeup on, should pop right up. <laughs> And I'm not wearing makeup now, Katie, because I'm on the radio. <laughs> and it just, it just seems like it, it'd be too much, right? I am wearing socks, but no shoes. You know, I did. I tried. <laughs> I tried. You know, we're dressed, okay? You know, after a fashion, yes. <laughs> if someone broke in, I wouldn't be embarrassed. But right. I, if, if a photographer <laughs> from Vogue broke in, I think it would that would be a very different... <laughs> I know, well... A very different story all together. Yeah. Oh, thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.